Welcome to the Open House Podcast. Conversations exploring life, faith and hope with Stephen O'Doherty. Well, in a short but impassioned sermon, uh, Rabbi Jeffrey Myers from Pittsburgh's Tree of Life Synagogue has blamed politicians for a rise in hateful rhetoric, saying that led to the massacre at his synagogue in which 11 Jews were slain in the worst anti-Semitic attack in the history of the United States. Rabbi Myers says he delivered that message personally to President Donald Trump when he and the First Lady Melania Trump visited. According to police, the man accused of the attack yelled that he wanted to, quote, kill Jews, in part because Jewish groups have been helping refugees settle in the United States. Anti-Semitic truck driver, 46-year-old Robert Bowers, is accused of killing 11 people and injuring six others, including four police officers, His charges include murder, hate crimes, obstructing the practice of religion and other crimes. He may also be charged with domestic terrorism. He's pleading not guilty. Well, the CEO of the New South Wales Jewish Board of Deputies is a long-time CEO, is Vic Alderhef. Vic, welcome to Open House. Thank you very much, Stephen. It's a pleasure to be here. Pittsburgh and events like it show in some ways we're, we're never far from calamity, are we? When any mass shooting of innocence takes place, it's obviously a horrendous tragedy. And then when it takes place in a house of worship, mm. in a religious sanctuary, whether it be a church, a temple, a mosque, or a synagogue, and, and with a baby naming ceremony taking place for twins at the very same time, it just absolutely plumbs the depth of how low humanity can sink. Mm. And so, yes, it has been... Uh, a horrific uh, moment for Jewish community, Jewish individuals around the world, but not only for Jewish people. And this has been the positive, gratifying outcome of this awful uh, event in Pittsburgh, is that there has been support across the board from all manner of different faith groups and, and leaders and political leaders, etc., um, expressing outrage and horror and condemnation of what has taken place. And right here in Sydney, just 48 hours ago, we had a memorial service here in Sydney at the Great Synagogue. And it was attended by the Anglican Archbishop. There was an apology from the Catholic Archbishop, who was uh, unavailable at the time. Mm-hmm. But representatives from the Premier, from the opposition leader, different faith groups, different political leaders. And so very you know, gratifying that people you know, stood together as one in in condemning uh, such an awful tragedy. Well, indeed. And and it's interesting, though, to ponder that the tragedy doesn't occur as a single event. Well, at one level, it's a single event by a person who is um, who uh, has uh, criminal criminal views. But that person is is drawing on a cultural history. And for all of those people who condemn it after the event, yeah. You kind of, and I'm thinking back in my mind to, to the anniversary of Kristallnacht, which of course is this month, the 80th anniversary. Uh, do yes, you sir. see parallels, similarities? I don't want to overplay it, but it's yes. a, is it a cultural thing that we're battling here, Vic? One does see parallels, and of course it's, it's absolutely important to say that, that obviously this this is not in Germany in 1933, and... No. And, no, and nowhere, thank God, on the planet right now is Germany 1933. But, but 
Where we see absolute concern and parallels is in such deep polarization taking place in society. So, so talking Kristallnacht, talking which was the beginning of the Holocaust, just a few days ago there was a state election in Germany, in one of Germany's states. And the outcome was in droves, the, the voters in that state they went away from the centrist party, so let's call them Labour and Liberals, mm. and they went in two absolutely stark directions. Mm. They went towards to the Greens on the left, and they went towards this new party called, relatively new party called AFD, Alternative for Deutschland, yeah. which, which has got absolutely neo-Nazi strains running through it. Yeah. And so, so right there was a microcosm of this of this polarization happening, you know, right around the world. Yes, and it is happening. We've seen it in Brazil and we've seen it in many places. Um, There are a lot of ultra-right sort of candidates now gaining popularity with a message that really is, you know, a message of hatred against others. There's no other way of putting it than that. Exactly right. And, and And what is different now from even 10 years ago is, was the, is, is the, vehicle of choice for peddling this toxic poison and that is social media yes and and you can sit anonymously in your pjs in the middle of the night and just peddle the worst horrible filth and bigotry and incitement to violence to a billion people and no, no one will ever know that it came from you and there's a relatively new social media platform called gab as in gab and what differentiates that from Facebook, uh, <laughs> Facebook and, and, and uh, Twitter, yeah. is that Gab does not filter or censor your comments. And in fact, it presents itself as a vehicle of choice for, for hardline right-wingers. Oh. And so people like Bowers, you know, who carried out this massacre in, in Pittsburgh a few days ago, was using Gab to be motivated by and to put messages on Gab itself. I see. And so it is so... Easy today, as we know. You know, a few years ago, if you had a toxic message, you you would at best probably be peddling it to a dozen people, you know, in some lonely hall somewhere. Mm. And now it's you press a button, and a billion people can hear that. And you you say enough toxic things or motivate enough uh, violence mm. often enough, eventually someone's going to crack. Somebody's going to act on it. And as we saw with Bowers in Pittsburgh. Our guest on Open House is Vic Alderhef. He's the Chief Executive Officer of the New South Wales Jewish Board of Deputies. And it's the anniversary of Kristallnacht, 80 years since uh, in 1938. Basically, the the Nazi Party, uh, with a single sort of command, as I understand it, to police stations and SS stations, lit lit the fuse, and the time bomb was the complete wanton destruction of Jewish property, the death and rape of Jewish people. Um, and it is tempting to uh, to just say we can't go there again. But Vic, what is uh, the experience of the average Jewish family living in Australia today? Jews have been blessed to live in Australia since the First Fleet. Mm-hmm. There were approximately between 12 and 16 Jews on that First Fleet. The most high profile being a young lass and Esther Abraham, who was all of 14 years old at the time. Uh, and then she got together with Lieutenant George Johnston, the same Johnston from the Rum Rebellion. And uh, they had seven kids, and then they got married in that, in that order. <laughs> um, 
So, so Jews have been part of Australia since day one of non-Indigenous uh, settlements yeah. and, and feel very blessed and privileged to be part of this country. To answer your question, what has been experienced, we, what we see when we look around is that we have here in Australia 200 different cultures and communities living overwhelmingly in peace side by side with respect for di- difference and respect for diversity. I mean, the Jewish experience in Australia, there have been two Jewish governors general of this country, Sir Isaac Isaacs and Sir Zelma Cohen. Mm -hmm. Um, Australia is the only country outside of Israel where a Jew has been head of the country's army. I'm talking about General Sir John Monash. Yes. So so as we sit, as we talk today, there are currently seven Jewish members of parliament in the federal parliament in Canberra. So it's, it's overwhelmingly a enormously positive experience and that's and that i would dare say applies to to um all immigrants to this country in other words those who are non-indigenous that said obviously there there's always as there, as there is in the best democracies there are those at the edges who would spoil it for everyone and so last year the executive council of australia jury logged a nine and a half percent increase on in anti-Semitic attacks over 2016. And so that obviously is a concern. I mean, one racist attack against anyone is one too many, but that is a concern and that that remains a concern. Well, yes, indeed. I um, I, I attend a synagogue sometimes uh, to celebrate significant moments in my friend's life, uh, baby namings and so on, just as they were doing in Pittsburgh. Um, exactly. And I noticed that, uh, you know, there's, there's security at the front of the uh, synagogue. They're, they're politely asking people what their business is. Um, and I drive past Jewish schools and I see, I often see security guards. Is that something that to be a Jewish family you're always aware of? Um, sadly, uh, unfortunately, yes. A, a, um, he's no longer alive, but a, a British academic named Robert Ristrich wrote a book called The Longest Hatred, and he was talking about anti-Semitism. Mm. And, and sadly, this has been a condition which has gone with the Jewish experience you know, for centuries. Mm. And, and it's a very convenient hatred in that it, it, it sort of morphs and metastasizes over time. Never never heard the words convenient and hatred used in a phrase together, but yes, that is interesting. It morphs over time. Go on. So it does. And so, you know, so years ago, so Jews were attacked or vilified for their faith. And then the Nazis took it to a different level where they they attacked and and sought to eliminate from the planet every Jew because of their, as as the people. And then now it's, it's, it's gone to a new level again where it's the nation state of the Jewish people, i.e. Israel, yes. is singled out for demonization. Yes. And so and and obviously Israel's a political entity and you know, criticism goes with political entities and that's totally valid and and, and that's nothing wrong with that. Yes. But where it becomes anti Semitism is when when standards are applied to Israel which apply to no one else, where the very existence of Israel becomes an an issue where where it's demonized and delegitimized. Mm. And so, so anti-Semitism sort of morphs into, into what it comes from the hard left, it comes from the hard right. <laughs> I have on my phone right now um, a flyer by a group called Antipodean Resistance, which says, quote, legalize the execution of Jews 
with a, with a photograph of somebody putting a bullet into a man's head. What? Now this is the this is a an Australia. This is a group which was established in Australia two years ago in Melbourne. It's it's spreading its tentacles, and I use that word advisedly, in states around the country, and 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 uh, horrendous. According to their own literature, they run paramilitary camps. Oh, yeah. They are. Um, from memory, having it's a while since I've looked at their website, but you you need to be between age twenty and thirty five or something, and they but it's it's absolutely it's bigoted, it's inciting violence, and uh, now this is happening in in our own country. Mm-hmm. Just yesterday, we received a photograph of one of their flyers posted on a posted on a uh, lamppost right here in Sydney, and they target groups. Um, the member for the federal member for for Eden Manera, Mike Kelly, who has an office down in Bega mm-hmm. uh, in the Southern Highlands, um, has has had more than once on his, on the window of his of his office anti-Bedouin resistance stickers and flyers and and just appalling uh, hate directed at him, as have people around the country. So it's we're not immune to this here in Australia. Again, mm-hmm. it's at the edges. It's small groups. But it's invariably small groups which perpetrated this perpetrate this hatred. Yes. Now, Vic, we we wanted to give people the opportunity in Sydney, uh, at least, to visit the Great Synagogue to to an exhibition that you've put together that has been put together there, the Night of Broken Glass, the Kristallnacht. Uh, what will they see in the exhibition? So it's it's not an exhibition so much as a memorial ser- okay. service. Oh, right. Good. Excellent. Yes, there'll be more services. Um, so this is taking place uh, on November the 8th, um, and there will be security. So if anybody wishes to attend, they should please bring their driver's license ID so they can identify themselves. And sadly, we make no apology for the fact that there does need to be security. Yes, um, but it'll be a very moving ceremony where the Premier is speaking um, where a survivor of Kristallnacht 18 years ago will be speaking about his own experience as a young child. And I know him well. He's an inspirational man. He's 97 years old today. And he talks about uh, how, as a, as a young boy, um, Nazi stormtroopers bashed down their door, um, took his family away. Um, it's, it's just chilling stuff. And then we also have the Human Rights Commissioner, Edward Santo, who will be the keynote speaker. So it will be a, a short, powerful ceremony um, and, uh, and, and just to mark what was the onset of the Holocaust. And the mm-hmm. point is also it's not just a commemoration for commemoration's sake. It's to understand and, and learn the lessons of where racial hatred can lead. And that is what is so important about about commemoration, I mean, knowing where you came from, but also knowing where you know, where these things can lead. Well, with um, with uh, many friends, I have stood in solidarity with with friends in the Jewish community for many many years, and I just love the fact that we have an open country where we can talk about these things and express our mutual affection for each other. Vic Alderhev, thank you so much for being part of our program tonight. Thank you very much, Stephen. Thanks for your interest and for your support. Yeah, not at all. Vic Alderhef, CEO of the New South Wales Jewish Board of Deputies. Now, let me tell you again about that um, about that service. If you're in Sydney or you want to come to Sydney, on Thursday, the 8th of November, this coming Thursday, 
the Jewish community of Sydney's commemoration of Kristallnacht, organised by the Board of Deputies, hosted by the Great Synagogue. Uh, it's the 80th anniversary of, as Vic said, the onset of the Holocaust. It commences at 6.30pm in the Israel Green Auditorium. Uh, take some identification. There'll be security just checking people's identification. Wasn't it horrible to hear Vic talking about those right-wing hate groups operating in Australia with websites and all the rest of it and calling people to hatred against people on the basis of religion and race? I mean, it's just... It, it seems incredible that... It doesn't seem incredible at once at one level that people would continue to peddle that sort of stuff. I don't fully understand the human pathology that leads to it. It makes me so sad and angry. What does surprise me is that people get carried along and repost things as if it was some sort of joke or whatever, and then they, it just all starts up again. Terrible. Discover more Open House podcasts at openhousecommunity.com.au.